Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be chatting with Vanessa Woodburn about self-care and self-compassion after brain injury. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out my Patreon page to help support my advocacy work and receive exclusive Patreon-only content, patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers, located in Denver, Colorado. Doctors Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. Save the date for March 16th. I will be hosting a virtual Brain Injury Awareness Day event. You can register for free at facesoftbi.com slash event. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. I also invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Vanessa Woodburn, and Vanessa is a certified integrative nutrition health coach and best-selling author of the book, Bounce Back, Reclaim Your Life After a Concussion. She shifted from a career in education to holistic health and coaching after her own experience with a traumatic brain injury. Vanessa coaches people who are working to rebuild their lives after concussion through her bounce back program in which she compassionately guides survivors through the process to feel healthy, whole, capable, and confident again. She lives in Toronto, Canada with her husband and three teenagers who are all looking forward to the days when we can travel again. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa. Happy to have you here. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm so glad to be here with you today. So, Vanessa, why don't we um, start by having you share your story of you know how how did your injury happen and how did that bring you here uh, to working with other brain injury survivors? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, my I'll I'll take you back to September. 2016, uh, when my injury happened. Um, at that point, I was um, 
uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, coming out of a career uh, in teaching, and I had decided to move into health coaching. So I was finishing up a year of studies. I was getting ready to launch uh, my business, and my husband and I thought we would take, we decided to take just a week to go on vacation um, in Italy to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary, um, where we had, you know, our kids were 10, 12, and 14 at the time. There was a lot going on, but we thought, let's take this week and, and let's do something special for ourselves. And uh, sandwiched in this week was five days of a bicycle tour through the northern part of Italy. Um, I wasn't a uh, cyclist by any means, but I mean, I had done some cycling uh, in triathlons when I had in my 20s. So I thought, how hard can this be? <laughs> uh, anyway, on uh, the third day of our uh, tour of our bicycle trip, I had a really bad crash on my bike. And that is how this all began for me. Um, I was diagnosed uh, with a concussion in Italy and some uh, fractures and internal trauma and was hospitalized there actually for a couple of weeks. Um, and it was about a month before we were, before it was safe for me to fly home. So that's how oh. this all started. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think my story in those early days is very much like what other people experience where, okay, it was obvious that I'd had a concussion. They had ruled out, you know, um, brain bleeds or a skull fracture or anything more serious. And I was told the usual, you know, rest, um, don't do too much, just wait and see. We saw my doctor here, my primary care physician when we got home and, he said, you know, you're, you know, you, you look fine and um, we'll just, we'll just wait and see. But that was, I think, a really scary point when I realized, okay, this is fine. I'm not fine. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, it was months of piecing together um, a lot of the, the care and treatment that, um, that I needed to help with physical symptoms like dizziness and headaches and, um, uh, you know, and then the anxiety that comes with just being overstimulated with things when I tried to leave the house. And um, so I, I think those are probably familiar feelings that, that uh, other people who are living with post-concussion symptoms after a brain injury can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting how so many of us are basically told, you know, there's nothing we can do. You just have to give it more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and time doesn't necessarily heal a concussion. Um, you need to, you know, get it firing again and get that neuroplasticity. Um, absolutely resources and, and treatments and modalities that can help us. And it's just so unfortunate um, that our traditional system has just set, been set up to, to help us fail. Um, and, you know, I'm seeing that in other areas that I'm dealing with as well, not just brain injury. And it's just, it kind of blows my mind. You really have to get out of yeah. the traditional system um, to find real help. So 
you know, where, where did you end up turning? You know, what was it for yeah. you that helped you get through it? Good question. Yeah. So isn't it funny um, the way life works that as, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was just finishing up my, my year of training to become a health coach. And I thought, well, here we go. Now I have to be this for myself. Um, obviously, I, well, I hadn't had specific training about how to heal a, a concussion and a brain injury, but a lot of what I knew was really the basis, the foundation for, for health. Um, and so, I, yeah, I had a chance to begin to put all this in, into practice. I, I reached out to, um, I found an osteopath that did cranial sacral work and that was one of the first mm-hmm. people I turned to and that was it was so um pivotal for me that treatment yeah. itself was very helpful and a lot of the work that he did was able to help me really just calm the, my nervous system over time which is one of those underlying foundational things that was also very helpful he was also well connected with other practitioners. So um, I, through chatting with him, I started seeing a physiotherapist who was able to help me with some, some of the more um, physical symptoms like dizziness and, and headaches and vertigo and kinds of things. Like she, she put me through, uh, it was actually a concussion management clinic and she was the one to really really deeply assess everything and say, yes, absolutely. You have post-concussion syndrome. And she kind of put a plan in place and some measurable things that we were able to work on. Um, I saw uh, a naturopath who helped me take a really deep look at, at food and nutrition and inflammation that was in my body, which again is another foundational piece to brain health and and body health after you've had any kind of a trauma Mm -hmm. um and i did see a therapist as well for mental health um and i i resist a lot at the beginning because i wanted to be fine i wanted to be okay i wanted to say no i'm i've got this but uh then i started to realize this this emotional mental health piece is absolutely one of these pillars, right, of feeling healthy and whole. And I, I need some help to take a look at this. And um, she was actually the person who uh, saw in me or recognized that I was being really, really hard on myself in my, mm-hmm. my self-talk and that inner dialogue. I was like, you know, Vanessa, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just get going? Like, are you lazy? The things I was saying to myself were things that, um, like nobody else was saying those things to me. And I would never have said those things to a friend, but that's what was going on inside my head. And she, um, she helped me take a look at that. And I remember clear as day, the day she said to me, Vanessa, can you talk to yourself like someone you love? And I, I was like, what? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> what does that look like? What does that sound like? And so that, that kind of started me, that conversation with her started me on this path of 
of looking at self-care and then and then the even deeper level of it of of this piece of self-compassion when we're struggling and suffering with something mm-hmm. yeah you know it's so interesting how many of us talk to ourselves in ways that we would never ever talk <laughs> to somebody else and mm-hmm. i i recently heard a saying that was something to the effect of like you know talk to yourself the way you talk to your best friend um yeah and you know most of us That's would it. not talk to our best friend like that <laughs> um unless they needed a real you know heart to heart moment but in general right. Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah you know and and you know, I have to think to some extent, it's the brain injury talking. Um, But, you know, to some extent, it's also yourself, like you have to take your own responsibility for what you do. And even with a brain injury, we have the capability to decide what our thoughts are, because obviously, no one else can do that for us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what, what was that pivotal moment when when you changed the way you talk to yourself yeah well like I said she got me going thinking about this and and then I started to really um I got really interested in it I I found um some she pointed me towards a book about it and I started to learn that it's it's about being um, getting to the heart of self-compassion. And as you said, looking at the thoughts in our head and how can we shift this? Because it really can be a tool to help you, to help you see yourself through these, these dark and difficult times in life. But it, you know, it starts with being, um, being aware of the narrative in your head and the thoughts in your head and then a choice to uh, respond when you when you hear yourself or feel yourself being really harsh and unsupportive to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to respond with kindness and love and friendship to yourself, um, and in a way also that recognizes that you you are a human being and we are human and we make mistakes and it's part of life and we can, we can, um, we can learn from it and we can do better next time. And having those kinds of thoughts become part of the narrative, like, yes, okay, that didn't go well, or that was a rough day, or I'm really struggling with this, but uh, you know, I know how to take care of myself through this. I'm, I'm starting to learn to know what I need and um, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to try again mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to do better next time and choosing those kinds of thoughts rather than beating ourselves up. And I'm sure that this experience has transferred through into what you do with your clients. Right. Um, yeah. So, so how do you help somebody is stuck in that place of negative self-talk? Um, how, you know, what are some of the steps 
um, for anyone listening, right, who might be stuck mm-hmm. there, what are some of the steps that they can take? Yeah, I think the first one is to is awareness, is um, just getting a sense of, okay, what is actually, how am I treating myself or what am I saying to myself? So if we go with the self-talk thing, it's just listening to that um, that inner narrative in our heads. And if you think about it, like if you think about who are the people that you spend the most time in dialogue with throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, it's ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, it it can't be just me who has conversations in my head, right? I think I think I'm not alone there. So, um, I I I I think the first step is definitely awareness, and you can do this by like keeping a a journal or just keeping notes on your phone. It's like okay, when you hear yourself um, saying something to yourself, like write it down and get, and then you can just check in and become aware of that. Um, and then I also like to say, okay, where in the day is there space for me or a need for me to have some more kindness, um, or some more tenderness towards myself. And often this can show up, um, you know, first thing in the morning is like, how can you, how can you establish a routine in the morning that really sets yourself up for a day when you're being, um, kind to yourself, when you're asking yourself, what do I need? That's such an important question. Um, and that was, a, that was pivotal for me. I was really good at asking the people around me in my house, my husband, my kids, even the dog, what do you need today? <laughs> <laughs> and learning to ask that of myself, what do I need today? And um, setting, setting myself up so that I could have some time to ask that question and then listen, what's the answer? Do I, do I need some more fresh air? Do I need to get outside? Do I need to talk to a friend? Um, do I need to learn about something new that's going to that's gonna help me with whatever this next thing is? Um, do I need to reach out to a professional? Whatever that answer might be for you um and i i find that opportunities like well not that it's an opportunity but when you have something like this happen in your life a concussion a brain injury however it happens it really gives you that like that pause in your life right that can become that time to ask yourself what do i need how am I going to love myself through this? And um, what's, you know, what's important for me now to move through this? Mm-hmm. So I have a, a, a different sort of question for you. Um, okay. So I tend to be a very positive person. I post a lot of inspiring, uplifting posts. I, you know, I, um, you know, you, you like I said earlier, you're the only one who can control your thoughts. No one else can yes. do that for you. Um, yes. And I get a lot of pushback in my mm. TBI tribe um, mm-hmm. and people accusing me of toxic positivity. And, and I'm like, well, but toxic positivity is when I'm telling you something like, mm. for instance, um, you know, um, all things 
things happen for a reason or it'll be, it'll be all okay. Yeah. It'll all work out for you. That's toxic positivity. Um, yeah. How, how do you recommend, I'm, I'm having a challenging time um, dealing okay. with, <laughs> with these people. Um, like what is a good way to explain that to people? Like being positive isn't any I, I, I'm not sure how I'm trying to ask the question, <laughs> but I think I, you're I getting think, my point. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I do. I have a sense, and I think the key to it is is um, something that you said, where we get to we get to choose our thoughts, and uh, we get to write our stories, and. Um, something that was key for me that I, that I learned about in my journey and helped me with this was uh, Brene Brown's work in her book, Rising Strong, where she says, you know, there's an opportunity to look at the stories that we are telling ourselves, knowing that our brains really just want to keep us safe, right? Our brains want to write a story where we are safe and um, often that has that keeps us wanting to stay in the same familiar comfortable zone and not to push a little bit and not to think maybe um, maybe there's more for me here maybe there's some growth for me here and so um, looking at those stories asking is it true is the story that I'm writing for myself about this true? And then, you know, checking in with some of the facts around it and, and then giving yourself an opportunity to, to choose a new way forward for, your, mm-hmm. for yourself. But I do believe that, the, like you said, everyone's responsible for making those, uh, those choices for themselves. We can't do that for people. We can just hold hold the opportunity for them that that it's there when they're ready um and when they want to yeah yeah a lot of our default yeah a lot of our default mode is to stay small um and that because it's because it feels safe and comfortable yes (laughs) yep Yep. And you know and and you know in my group I, I understand where some of the negativity comes from. I get it. It's frustrating. You're stuck in the cycle of not getting better. Um, and, and I mean, <laughs> I do believe that if you shift your attitude that I will get better, I am better. You will get better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people can't quite grasp that philosophy. Like, like if you're stuck in a place of constantly saying this sucks, I'm never going to get better. This is never going to be any better. I'm going to be like this forever. You're going to stay like that forever because you're keeping yourself there. You're keeping yourself in that vicious cycle of negative Um, Mm self-talk. And you have to find a way to get out of it. And I, yeah, I I wonder if, um, yeah, I was just thinking and and for me, this is where this idea of um, of self compassion was able to to give me a pathway through this 
Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions around it. And maybe this ties in with what you're saying. Like they think, oh, that's soft. That's just being pity. That's feeling, that's feeling pity or that's feeling sorry for yourself. And, and when I was actually able to see it in kind of like a fierce, loving way, like, no, I'm going to be a mama bear for myself through this. And a mama bear would, would want to protect the the cubs she loved so how can I yes protect myself but also yeah. like in a way that where I can love myself through this like this is yeah. not going to take me down this sucks it's hard it feels awful it's maybe the hardest thing I've ever gone through but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna love myself through to the other side of this and when I looked at it in that kind of empowering or powerful sort of way, it um, it really has been like a, a guidepost for me, not just through this, but for other difficult things that have unfolded in my life since uh, my my brain injury. Yeah, yeah, you know, ev- everything can be. We can either choose to make our life easier or harder and yeah. <laughs> unfortunately that 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 safe space you know it keeps us stuck in that negativity and I read an article about how negativity is like 10 times it spreads 10 times faster than positivity and it's like twice as hard mm-hmm. to think positive as it is to think negative um and I believe that to be true because, you know, even as positive as I am, I know I can still default to that negative yeah. self-talk um, pretty have easily, <laughs> but I know how to get myself <laughs> out of it now. Um, uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you recommend to someone listening who can acknowledge that they're stuck in that, that negative talk cycle? Cause I think that's like the first part is just even acknowledging yeah, that you're right. You're stuck. Um, yeah. So what, what do you, what advice do you have to someone listening who's ready to move out of that? Hmm. Yeah. That, uh, that just made me think of a quote. Um, now I heard it from Jim quick, who's a brain scientist kind of a health expert. Um, and I don't know if he came up with it or somebody else did, but he said, um, and this stopped me in my tracks the day that I heard him say mm-hmm. this on a podcast. He, he said, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Mm. And I thought, okay, so all the energy that I'm yeah. putting into feeling stuck means, am I going to... Is he saying, okay, well, I'm going to stay there? So it's just hearing him say that was a bit of like a check for myself, like a bit of like a moment where I have to, you have to like really be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I got to be honest with myself here. I'm the only one who can decide, am I fighting for my limitations? And I'm not, and by that, I don't mean like um, when you have like a day when you've got a headache or you've got some physical Mm -hmm. thing, I understand what it's like I, re- I know I remember the confusion and the frustration and the anxiety and the overwhelm and all that is real but I'm I'm saying there comes a point where you you can say okay am I going to put my energy into 
revolving over and over and over through through um, staying here, or am I going to put my energy into um, envisioning, open that door to envision a life for me where I can start to move towards feeling good and healthy and capable and confident again. Um, and it was that it was that choice, right, of just mm-hmm. being, okay, I'm going to open the door here and start to grow my energy and my thoughts and feelings about moving towards the things that I do want rather than staying stuck in a, in a mm-hmm. complaining um, cycle. Like there were some days I had a playlist on my phone of songs that really spoke to my suffering in the, in the, the worst of it, the darkest days. But months later, I was still listening to that. And I could be having an okay day. And I would put on that playlist and I would just be like wrap myself in those feelings of suffering again. And then, and then I, one day I had to say, I, can't, I, I cannot listen to those songs anymore. Yeah. I love those songs. But it's yeah. just keeping me, like listening to that was fighting for my limitations. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. I need a new playlist. I need a new playlist. <laughs> well, it's going to move me. That's the first <laughs> sign that you've had growth, right? Yeah. Like when you can identify yeah. that, it's like, whoa, I just had some big growth. Like I've yeah. outgrowing this playlist or this TV yeah. show or, or this magazine, yes. whatever it is. Yes. Um, and that's, <laughs> I think that's really cool, actually. Um, that's so awareness. That's weird, that is part. Awareness. Yeah. 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 We're just about out of time. And I would love to wrap okay. up by just asking you, are your final thoughts for our listeners? What, what parting words of advice do you have for anyone listening today? Mm. Yeah, I would just like to share with people that I think idea of learning to um, treat yourself and talk to yourself like a friend in a kind, mm-hmm. loving way can be a very empowering thing to do. It can help you become more aware of what you need and where you want to go. And um, it can become, yeah, a very empowering tool for you that you can use in all areas of your life and and can stay with you, um, you know, wherever you go. Awesome. Well, Vanessa, this has been such a great conversation. I could literally talk to you for days, I think. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so if anyone wants to find you, I have your link in the show notes. It is vanessawoodburn.ca because um, you're in Canada. Um, yeah. I know some people get confused <laughs> by those links. Um, and I also yeah. have the link to your book, um, uh, bounce back, reclaim your life after concussion. I have the link to that in the show notes as well. So anyone that wants to find you, um, you can simply click into the show notes and I have some clickable links there for you. Um, but thank you, Vanessa, for being here today. This has been a lovely conversation, um, just so uplifting and inspiring. I really appreciate all that you're doing. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Amy. I enjoyed uh, our conversation, too. Thanks for having me.
And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And just another reminder, you can find those links in the show notes. And another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. And just a reminder that you can always find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can find them directly at facesoftbi.com. And just a reminder to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer, and also join me in Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.